So hello everyone, welcome to the Life Jitsu podcast with Frank Forza here from Las Vegas. Beautiful day, sunny, 90 degrees, picturesque. And Vegas, man, a lot of cities around America, they just shut down. People slow down, they relax. Vegas, man, the gym, the, the, the athletic clubs, the gyms are packed. People really get out. We have the this great, uh, relatively great year-round weather, so... I'm going walkabout. I'm on the scene. I apologize in advance for any of the wind. Um, and what am I going to talk about today? I'm just going to go top of mind. I want to give you an idea of what is life jitsu. Life jitsu means art of life. Jitsu, I believe, is Japanese for art, the art of, right? And the art of life. And that's really the essence of what I try to do. I'm a, by background, I'm a journalist, I'm a writer, I'm an artist. I've done. 20,000 plus professional interviews, everybody from Miguel Gorbachev to Hillary Clinton, Mitt Romney, Sylvester Stallone, Dana White. I've been in, in prisons. I've interviewed a lot of prisoners. I've interviewed widows whose, whose sons have died on the battlefields of Iraq or an accident in Iraq. I've, I've interviewed murderers. I've covered death penalty trials. I've covered breaking news. I've covered tiger mauling attacks here, Siegfried and Roy. When there was a tiger attack, so I've covered a wide range of things. I grew up in inner city Baltimore, which scarred me a lot. Of, very violent city, and so I grew up. Uh, I grew up there, very wimpy, and then I learned to fight and, and be brave. So I've learned to to be at at all levels of of society along the the the, the economic spectrum. I learned how to read a lot of different personalities. So. Basically, what I do with that, that journalistic background, with that experience, with that intuition is it's kind of like Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David, right? The, the creators of Seinfeld. They went to NBC years back, and famously, NBC execs were like, What's the, what is this Seinfeld? What is this pilot about? And Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David said, Hey, it's just it's a show about nothing, and that is what life jitsu, that is my prism, that is what I'm going to offer to my listeners, and we're going to grow, trust me, because I can do this really well in a very high level, I'm looking to do a top of the pyramid, I've been doing it for a long time, I'm doing it for the right reasons, and this is who I am, this is what I do, and I've been doing it a long time, so this is life jitsu podcast, it's a show about nothing, because if you're smart enough, and if you're creative enough, if you look at nothing and you really analyze it, you can see everything. If you have that eagle eye, you can see everything. And so that is really uh, the essence of what I of what I do. So here today, from uh, as I'm walking, had an interesting couple of days. Where am I in my life? How did I get here? So I worked for the Las Vegas Review Journal. I worked for for Fox Five News, a TV station here. I worked for Ultimate Fighting Championship for five years. That was incredible. Everybody thought I was crazy. Everybody thought the fight business was crazy. That was an incredible experience. That was like that was worth an MBA to be under, uh, you know, the Fertitta brothers and and Dana White and watch them build the skeleton, build this business from nothing. This business that was sixty million in the hole, that was on the ver- you know flat line. Um, flatlining business and then did the improbable. One of the greatest corporate comeback stories of at least the half century. I was very fortunate to be there. So, you know, my prism really is I I go in and and I look at, you know, my obsessions are age defiance, nutrition, 
Because at the end of the day, I talk. I was talking about this last night at a party. I went to this party. We watched the UFC fights. I picked Rose Namajunas again. I said it with the first fight against the, the great Joanna J. Was not a fluke. I loved Rose in the rematch. I don't gamble, but some of my friends do. And they made some really good money off of that. Um, so I was watching the fights last night with friends. And it was one of those things. You know, I, bought a, I brought them a bottle of olive oil. Other people bring beer, they bring chips and salsa to, to, to someone's house as a, as a gift, and I bring, I bring olive oil, that's kind of my tradition, I might bring you wine too, I really don't, don't drink very much, but I might bring you wine, or I'll bring you, you know, some salt, some, some, some steamed broccoli with some, some, some ghee butter drizzle, or maybe a, a dark chocolate dessert that I, that I make that's very healthy, maybe even pancakes, I've been making pancakes 30 some years, I make the best pancakes you'll ever eat, but in this case, uh, I didn't know the homeowner. I knew some of the people that were there, and I brought him some uh, some organic Baluchi olive oil. Went in there, and a uh, guy had avocados. He had like he had a stash of avocados. So I was like, "This is a person that will appreciate olive oil." So anyway, we're in there, and um, and you know, age defiance is is one of my things. I forgot what I was saying there, but but even. You know, one of the things that, that, that comes up, I'm very interested in entrepreneurism because I'm at a stage right now, I, I'm a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, I've trained jiu-jitsu since uh, mid-2001, so that's what, that's 16, 17 years, I grew up, you know, I did I did a lot of wrestling, love wrestling, wrestling was my first love, wrestling was my identity, so I've been in the combat sports for 32 years, love the fight game, I love the the philosophies behind it, I love the... the um, the honesty of the athletes. It's not a who you know business. It's not a trickery business like a lot of businesses. It's just very honest people for the most part, people you would trust, people that, that shoot straight. So I came from that and, and now, uh, you know, I call this this season of my life uh, middle-aged guy, like sort of when the cheering stops. And when the cheering stops, you know, when you're an athlete, I've done over 300 competitive grappling matches and when the cheering stops, it's like, well, what are you going to do now? I mean, your body, I've, you know, I've had a lot of injuries. I've had, you know, I've pushed my body through and I apologize for that echo, guys. I'm walking through a, a, a tunnel now, which is, which is interesting. I got the whole, got this whole trail to myself so far, which is, which is beautiful. Um, but, but anyway, the 300 plus matches and you, you get to a point where, you know, you have a lot of intense training, grueling sessions and I, I still have some years left on it, but I'm like, you know, do you really want to ride your body, Frank, until the wheels fall off? And, 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 and the truth is, is that I've been able to do some cool things professionally, but the truth is my combat sports career and those competitions have, have distracted me and, they take a lot of energy, and I'm thinking, wow, if I used all that energy on entrepreneurism, I mean, what could I do? I could do big, great things. So now I'm like, you know what? At some point, the fairy tale, the athletic competition, I love the aliveness of competition. I love how, how you know, a competition is like a final exam, and it forces you to put the work in. It forces you to be disciplined. It forces you to show up when you don't want to show up. It forces you to be accountable. It forces you to prepare. So it brings out the best in you. It gives you a reason to jump out of bed in the morning. But, but now I'm like, you know, we're in a season that has to end sometime. It's never going to be a good time. It's like, all right, when the cheering stops, what's next? Well, entrepreneurism is next. And I've been, I've been in this entrepreneurism thing since I left UFC early 2013. And it's the hardest thing for me. I didn't have mentors growing up. Didn't have a dad teach me it. Didn't study business in school. Didn't grow up reading business books. Inner city Baltimore, I mean, you know. 
the business people were the drug dealers. And I didn't hang out with them. I knew them, but I didn't hang out with them. They went their way. They did their thing. I did mine. We respected each other. But I never learned business. Business is like the last frontier, the first I really got a business. I covered a lot of business stories in city council meetings on business and business happenings. When I was a, a journalist, I did, and I've written many business stories, but actually running the business and taking the lumps and taking the blows yourself, I never did that. And so to be, say, hey, can you run your own business, your own consulting? And I, you know, I've done that for the last five or so years and took a lot of lumps along the way and, and learned a lot of great lessons. And that, to me, is exciting. That financial frontier is very exciting, very rewarding because it's a challenge, Because at the end of the day, you need, I need, we all need something that challenges us, something that's daunting, something that at times seems impossible, where you doubt, you're like, I'm not even sure I can do this, this might be too big. But that's the thing to make you jump out of bed every morning. And that's what I love about entrepreneurism, just constantly changing, there's all this discovery, something I haven't done, it would give me great fulfillment, it would give me great freedom, it would give me complete control of my life. And so I've taken a lot of lumps. I remember Dana White once said to me, I always remember, he said, Frank, I know all the mistakes to make in this business because I made them all. And for those of you who don't know who Dana White is, Dana White is, oh, by the way, the president, rags the riches, president of the Ultimate Fighting Championship, which sold for $4.2 billion a year or so ago and uh, is doing pretty well. I think it's been valued at about $5 billion now. So uh, got not bad for a guy who was... Uh, you know, from the wrong side of the tracks and just true rags, the richest story. So again, that's my, I've been taking my, my lumps. I took them as an entrepreneur. Things are better and better and better. And I, and I love it. And so that is one of the things we will talk about here. Uh, we will also talk a lot about age defiance and nutrition. That's a big thing for me because I've wanted to turn back the clock because people you watch, there are some great videos out there of Warren Buffett and Bill Gates, two friends, and they're on the Charlie Rose show or other shows and talking about, look, what's the most, and Steve Jobs said this too before he died, um, you know, what's the most valuable thing? What's the most valuable thing? And Steve Jobs said it, Warren Buffett said it, Bill Gates, people, they're at the top of the pyramid financially. Well, they say it's time. It's time. It's finite, right? You have all that money, you make a lot of money, you can't, you can't even usually spend it all. It's time. So for me, the age defined thing is about buying yourself time. It's precious. Everybody wants to add some time, some quality time, you know. Have a lot of energy to better use that time. So when I think of the nutrition thing and, you know, the, the integrity of your cells, the health and vibrance of your cells and what you put in your body and what you put in your body and, and the decisions you make there say a lot about you. I know a lot about you, your level of awareness, your level of mindfulness, your conscientiousness, your standards, what you what will pass your lips, what will cross your lips, says a lot about you. I don't mean that to condemn, I don't mean that to judge, because I try to love all people. We're all at different levels in our life. I've been at at lower levels and I've just had to I've learned the lessons I've learned. We're all at different stages, right? None of us knows it all, but but what you let pass through your lips, how you love yourself, your self-love says a lot about you. So nutrition is a big deal. And guys and girls and women and kids and, and adults and men, 
you know, it's not, nutrition is not just about weight loss. That's where people get it wrong. Everybody just thinks in terms of weight loss. And weight loss, in my thing, in my fours of fit in nutrition, which you don't even, you don't need to buy it if you don't want to buy it, don't buy it. We're still going to talk about the stuff. I'm still going to share a lot with you. Stuff that took me 32 years going down that rabbit hole, I'll share a lot with you. But, but you, you think, you know, everybody gets so caught up and so hung up on weight loss. And weight loss is not even in my top four things when I think of nutrition and health. Well, not even in the top four. Weight loss is incidental. Weight loss is just a byproduct. If you're doing the nutrition thing right, and you're living right, and you're what you eat and what you drink and, and what you think... Right, because those 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 thoughts are food. What what you do, you know, what you're feeding yourself, what you're eating, what you're thinking, what you're drinking, that is, you know, when you're do when you're self loving yourself at a high level, the weight loss will happen. The weight loss is just a natural byproduct of it. You don't need to stress over that. But people get so caught up in the vanity part of it and. And we're so appearance-oriented and, and, and image. And, and it's like, I know people, and I know multiple people, like in the martial arts and beyond, they were young, you know, they were 45-year-old people, really healthy, ran on treadmills, went jogging, did jiu-jitsu tournaments, lifted a lot of weights, very strong, and guess what? Dead at 54, dead at 45, heart attack, stroke, cancer, dead. And they looked the part, they had the musculature, they had the, they, they had the abs, and they're dead. And I learned that when I was getting blood clots. You know, I've got a 27-inch scar down my right leg. I had it since I was 19 years old. Healthiest guy in the room. Healthiest person in the room. Eating the best of anybody in the room. Eating the cleanest, the most disciplined. You know, the hardest working or one of the hardest working in every room I'm in. And here I am having blood clots that could kill me any day. I'm like, what? I'm lean, I'm low body fat, I'm what? What's going on? Because it's not just weight loss. It's not just about how lean you are. It's not just about how you look. It's not just if you run or you don't. There's way more to the equation of longevity, of age defiance, of cellular vitality, of a life well lived than just weight loss. It's a cheap measure. The, the weight loss thing is a liar in a lot of ways. You could even have extra fat on you and live longer. We see that in people living longer. They're living longer than people that are ripped and healthy and drop dead at 50 or something from a cancer. Oh, what's going on? Oh, it's just your genes. It's just your genes. No, your, your genes are an element, and they're an important element. But they're not the biggest factor. Your lifestyle is the biggest factor, how many years you're going to have and the quality of those years. It's no secret. You have a lot of control over which genes are triggered and which genes do you in and which don't. You have a lot of control. Don't ever think you don't have it. You do. You, most of us, you have a lot of control over the quality of your life and your longevity. So I'm all about, you know, we're going to talk a lot about adding years and living well. And we're going to tell cool stories and the art of conversation. Because, I've, you know, I'm the kind of guy I can walk up to anybody and just pretty much start a conversation about anything randomly. A scar they have, a, something I see, a kid that's, that's feisty that maybe should be in jujitsu or whatever. I, I just... That's how I, we're going to, you know, we're going to talk about things that, that everyday life, random things that are, that are cool, that introduce us to people, that expose us to new worlds. That's the kind of stuff I'm interested in. And I think you'll be interested too if you'll, if you'll just join me on this and, and, you know, and teach me and, and hopefully I teach you some things because it's been a long road for me from the bottom 
from inner city Baltimore, nine families, 11 schools, 12 years growing up. Nobody should feel sorry for me. That's the way the hand was dealt. That's the way it was supposed to be dealt. I learned a lot of great things because of that. Not saying those things to have a pity party. I'm just saying you get a unique, neat perspective when you come, when you start close to the bottom, you know, pretty near the bottom by American standards. Okay. Um, and that's okay. Nobody owes me anything. The hand is dealt the way it's dealt. And, and you play it, and you play it as well as you can. So, anyway, um, I got a lot of good stuff coming. We got an interview on tomorrow, Monday. I w- we won't do this for the podcast, but I'm hoping I can get this guy on at some point. But anyway, he was, a, he was a homicide detective, and I dealt with him for years when I was a journalist. And now he is involved with a lot of Homeland Security anti-terrorism stuff. I'd love to have him on. Great guy. Um, Meeting with him tomorrow. We'll see if if his job will let him do an interview. Um, On Tuesday, we're going over to one of the top MMA academies in the the world, and we're going to interview someone over there who's got a fascinating story. Um, Guy's a really great people manager. And uh, we're going to talk also about the the really unfortunate suicide of of our friend uh, Robert Follis, who was one of the best MMA trainers out there, and who tragically took his life um, last year. Right, in, I think it was December, right around Christmas. And we're going to talk about that and talk about suicide, and we'll talk about the fight game a little bit. Again, I have a, a combat sports background. We're not going to spend most of our time talking about fighting here. I'm sorry to disappoint anybody. We will talk about fighting 25-30% of the time. We will talk about fighting, how it pertains to real life lessons, you know, the universal themes that we can extract out of fighting, the philosophies and the concepts that apply to all industries, that apply to life. We'll talk about those things, but but uh, my my attention and my focus is far beyond fighting. I just the thing I loved about fighting was philosophy, and I can I can see philosophy in any industry, in in, in any person. Um, and I don't need to sit here. No offense, you fighters know I love you guys, but uh, uh, and 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 women, you know. But I that's not my central focus. I, I have a much broader view of the world. I, I want to love all people. I want to. I want to know things beyond the fight world. So we'll talk about fighting, combat sports, wrestling, jiu-jitsu, beautiful arts, life, you know, great people building arts. We'll talk about those, but uh, we've got a lot of other things we're going to talk about. We're going to meet with entrepreneurs. So we have we have on Tuesday that great people manager. That's I can't, I can't, I can't give too much more information about him. It's a great story because I just I don't want to tip off any other, uh, not that I'm listening to, why do you listen to right now? I'm not. I'm just, just coming out of the gate, but I don't want to tip off anybody else like to do that story, actually, because it's a great story. It hasn't been told. So um, on uh, Thursday, you know, the, later this week, we're going to be meeting with, uh, we got, a, I call him Viking Vince, big guy, like 6'4", 6'5", 230, grew up wrestling, big, you know, hulk of a guy. And uh, he had a, uh, a really scary experience with a staph infection, got rushed to the hospital, emergency antibiotics, and you know, he was at the Joe Rogan show. Got really, got really sick. Yet his 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 his, his skin infection went septic. And uh, anyway, he had a scary young guy, his twenties. And we're going to talk about some remedies because that's a very common problem for a lot of athletes. Whether you're a football player, whether you're a grappler, those staph infections are scary. People are very over dependent on antibi- antibiotics and everything. I've got a lot of remedies, a bit of uh, 
a lot of things you can do to, to avoid antibiotics, actually, that will work. It's not just BS. Uh, it's, it's tried and true. I've tried them. I have them in my, my war chest, my cabinet, and they're go-tos, and they will save you the anxiety, the risk, uh, you know, with, with antibiotics, and, and they'll save you a lot of money. And um, so we're going to talk about that with Viking Vince, um, as well as probably some physical fitness and then we, you know, we have a lot. We have my boy, uh, one of my boys out here, Dominic, who's, who's growing a garden here in the desert. He's got everything in his garden. He's got this great garden in Old Vegas. We'll be talking to him, and we'll talk. You know, we'll talk to a lot of heavyweights too. We're going to have a lot of big time people on this show, big names, and we're also going to have regular, ordinary people that do extraordinary things. Because we don't, you don't need to look for heroes in Hollywood. No offense, Hollywood, but. You don't need them. They're in your community. They're in your zip codes. They're your neighbors. They're, they're all around us. They're hiding in plain sight. We're going to find them. We're going to shine a light on a lot of the incredible things that regular people are doing. People who don't who don't want the limelight, who are just doing things out of the goodness of their heart, not not just for money, but, but altruistic people. We're going to shine a light on a lot of those people, and we're going to have some fun, and we're going to just learn, uh, learn together. So... Um, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm looking to do eh, probably four to five podcasts a week, and we're going to have a lot of content for the website too, a lot of video interviews, and, um, and we're, we're going to build something very special, I promise you. So, um, I look forward, if you ever have any, you got any comments or anything, you can always email me. Of course, you can, you can message me on social media, um, at Life Jitsu is my Instagram handle. And uh, Frankie Forza is my Facebook, and my email is Frankie at FrankieForza.com. You can call me Frank or you can call me Frankie. People call me both, but Frankie at FrankieForza.com. Love to hear from you uh, with thoughts, suggestions, tips, you know, criticism, praise, whatever you have, um, because all that feedback helps. So, um in any event, so this is it. I'm here in Vegas. By the way, I would say, so give you an idea of the way that, that I think forces. And by the way, I'm, I'm the kind of person, I'm never going to be the kind of, I'm not somebody who says that, hey, I have the way. You have to do things my way, whether it's a Forza Fit Nutrition Program or my, my philosophical views or my views on a certain issue. I, I don't believe that there is no the way. There is a way and there are thousands of a ways. There's a bunch of ways. There's coaches that have one approach. Someone, some other approach has a diametrically opposite approach and still a lot of success. So there is no the way. I'm sharing with you a way or my way. And my way changes and it evolves as I get new information, as I improve, as, as my body changes. Right? I was talking to the guy last night, fascinating guy. He runs a, uh, a coffee company. They're in Whole Foods. They're in Sprouts. They're in Trader Joe's. And very interesting guy runs the plant, right? They, they're two years in, and they're they're doing well. They've got a big time celebrity who's who's a, a major shareholder in their company, and they're killing it. And you know, we were talking about a bunch of things, and one of the things I said to him because as he was talking, it triggered us. You know, there's a philosopher, famous philosopher, Greek philosopher Heraclides was his name, and and the, his quote was Heraclides said, "You can't step in the same river twice." And I love that quote. And he's 100%, 1,000% right because that river always changes. It always, the sediment changes, the wind changes, the weather changes, the precipitation changes. Everything changes. We change. We who perceive the river change. So it's quantum physics 101. Everything. 
What's being observed? The mind and the matter. What's being, what's the matter? Right? What is the matter? What's being observed? Well, depends on the observer. Right? Is a two-year-old observing it? Is a blind person observing it? A deaf person observing it? Is your 80-year-old self observing it? Is a drunk person observing it? What's being observed? What are the qualities? Well, it depends on who's observing it. The mind influences the matter. It does. Because your mind, at at different points in your life, you change. Your needs change. Your cells change. Your thoughts change. It should. Right? A healthy person, a growing and evolving person. And so you can't step in the same river twice. And so to me, the essence of life, it's the art of improvisation. It's the art of adaptability. That's what the Jedis and the geniuses do. They are able to adapt. They have all this intuition, all this experience, and they're able to adapt to things. And that's what we were talking about last night with entrepreneurism. I mean, you know, the company that this guy was telling me about is like, man, I want to have him on, by the way, too. I haven't gotten the green light from him, but he had a, he said he's got this coffee Jedi. This guy knows coffee so well, inside and out, going back to the 70s, a genius. And he founded this coffee company, and it was losing money. It was on the verge of bankruptcy. Because he was a Jedi, but just things just weren't working. Then he wound up getting some other investors, and now the company's thriving. But they kind of forced that guy out. They kind of forced the, the coffee Jedi out, the, the, the visionary. And, you know, they're, they're, they're doing things more of a marketing way. But, but he was so praiseworthy of the Jedi, the coffee. I'm like, that guy's just incredible. But yet the company was, was close to, you know, the cusp of bankruptcy. And he had to sell off a lot of it to pay off the debts. And now it's in Whole Foods, Trader Joe's. But, you know, we're talking about that too, where you can be, maybe maybe you are. I know I felt like that in my life. That really resonated with me because I thought, I've been that person where, I apologize, you can hear those birds in the background. But I've been that person in life where the whole, my whole, did not equal the sum of its parts. That just drove me crazy. Like, man, I have all these gifts and... So much talent, and yet I'm scratching the surface. Just a baby, just scratching the surface. Like, what would it be like if I was operating on all cylinders, and if my whole equaled the the glorious sum of its parts? Right? It's hard. Entrepreneurism's hard. Getting your life together is hard. No matter how talented you are, everybody has their gifts. A guy like me can sit down with you, and with my trained eye, I'll find your gifts, your talents very quickly. Bam, 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 bam. And then the question is, okay, how do I put all those together? And that's really what consumes me is like, man, like how do I, I have all these gifts. I don't want to die with great music left in me. I don't. That's like my worst fear. I want to fulfill. I want to do everything I can to the maximum. I want to milk and squeeze every, every ounce of talent, everything I can do, every contribution to society because I owe society. I owe, I owe people. I owe the world too. The world don't owe me anything. I owe the world a lot. I do, for paved roads, for, for technology, for nice things people have done for me, for knowledge, whatever. Collected knowledge over many years, centuries, millenniums. So it's all about, like, hey, I want the whole, I want to I take every gift to the max. I want to do it for God. I want to do it for, for other people. I want to do it for myself. I want to do it for my son. I want to do it to inspire other people. So that's really, that's what this life jitsu thing's about. You're in the same place probably. Most of you, overwhelmingly, most of us, the whole is not the sum of its parts. Got a lot of great things and a lot of times our life is a wreck. We have all this talent and our life's a wreck. It's a mess. 
or it's a mess in certain levels. It's like, how are we going to clean up? How are we going to go and clean it up? How are we going to build thyself? And then you build thyself. How are you going to build other people up? Right? Going from competitive to cooperative. That's another discussion we're going to have. We're going to have a discussion with uh, a guy, pro boxer I was talking with today. Great guy, Bernard. I love that guy, man. Great guy. Great energy. We're going to have him on. He's done boxing with like Floyd Mayweather. That guy knows everybody. Anyway, we always talk about like he's the same thing as I am. Like, hey, when the cheering stops, he's about to be 40. When the cheering stops, I'm getting ready to have a barking dog at me now. He doesn't like me walking by his house. Um, I'm on a trail. But when the cheering stops, what you going to do? All of that hyper-competitiveness we have, what are we going to do? Now it's time you enter the corporate world for a season of cooperativeness. You have to tone down that competitiveness Go into these team environments about cooperative. When the cheering stops, it's a change. It's a switch. you got to adapt. We're going to talk about those things. Anyway, we're talking about, hey, how do you squeeze the most out of you? How do you build more self-love? How do you balance your ego, manage your ego? Which is what my TED Talk was about. These are the things that consume me. I know they consume a lot of you. The art of life, the life jitsu of things. That's what this podcast is about. And I promise you, if you stay if you stay with me and you stay engaged, I promise you we will build great things. I know my fair share of people. I know about conversation. I know the art of the interview. I'm ambitious. I'm hungry. I'm in a new season of my life. The cheering is about to stop on the competitive study athletics. I don't want to ride my body till the till the wheels fall off. I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm grateful. 32 years in this fight game, combat sports, broken noses, broken hands, you know, fractured fingers, popped elbows, you know, torn MCLs, three of those, it's torn eight LCL, torn, you know, 13 shoulders locations, a 27 titanium plate in the neck, whatever. I don't, I'm just like, look, four chipped teeth. I'm ready to like, hey, you know what? I don't want to ride it till the wheels fall off now. I've already been a tough, tough guy. I've proved I'm not the baddest guy on the planet, but I've proved to myself, hey, I'm a tough guy. I've proved that. It used to be the most important thing to me to be the toughest person in the room. I wanted to think that. Now, I mean, you know what? Who cares? Who cares? It was all about me before, and I was selfish, and I was trying to fix myself, and I was trying to prove things to myself. I was trying to prove to others. You know what? We're in a season of unselfishness now for me. Self-love, of course, but now I you know, learn to love myself. I want to reflect that on other people. I want to love other people. I want to build other people up. I want to share. I want to be cooperative now. It's not just about me. I got, you know, I'm going to buy myself time. Time is the most precious thing. I want to buy myself time and I want to build other people, help other people. That's fulfilling to me. That is fulfilling. That feels good. It feels good to make somebody else feel good. So that's where we are. And I want to shine a light on what some other people are doing too. Not just me and what I'm doing and how I'm thinking and my philosophies. But let's shine a light on as many people as we can that are doing good things, that can teach us, that, that have great stories, that can make it so that you can take you can operate on a higher plane and your whole, hopefully, God willing, will equal or exceed the sum of its parts. That's what this life jitsu thing is. That's what life jitsu is. The jitsu of anything. Right? The art of, you know, looking at nothing and seeing everything. Right? So that's life jitsu. Welcome to my podcast. I hope you'll tune in regularly. Frankie at FrankieForza.com. Website is www.frankieforza.com. Facebook is Frankie Forza at Life Jitsu on Instagram. By the way, I want to thank my boy Ryan Rowell, R-O-W-E-L-L. Great kid, a Clevelander. Very good filmmaker, budding filmmaker and videographer. Kid's really talented. Zany, great 
you know, he's very charismatic, and he uh, he helps me with the editing and everything, and he's been very encouraging, and he's strong with the computer and the tech stuff, which I'm not. So I want to give big thanks to him for for uh, the editing and everything that, 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 that he does to, to help me and, and be supportive. We need people like that to, uh, to help us. So everybody there, I'm going to continue my walk in this lovely Vegas weather. And uh, I really look forward to starting a relationship and with, with, with all of you and, um, and doing some great interviews and, and hopefully adding to your life. And let's teach each other. Let's, let's, uh, let's, put, let's be more what the world needs. And uh, let's put some better energy out here. Let's change the whole energy field of the, of the world, okay? Take care, everybody. Until next time.